Like every other day, Sherry Goyo wakes up at 4 a.m. She wraps herself in the colorful headscarf common to Muslim women in northern Ghana and sets off to search for water. As she walks under the pre-dawn sky, chain lightning jumps between clouds that have so far refused to release any rain. The young woman returns to the family compound of huts surrounding a common courtyard and cooks breakfast for her husband and children. She sends the oldest kids off to school, straps her baby to her back, and helps her husband weed their fields of millet and maize before preparing lunch. And then, Sherry gets to work. Rice, that's my business. I buy raw rice, parboil it, dry it, and grind off the husks. People buy it because it takes less time to cook, and that means less time finding fuel wood. There aren't too many women selling it, so it's a good business to be in. Sherry lives in Sanergo village, in a corner of rural West Africa that is rich in culture and tradition, but poor economically. Most citizens in this village scratch out a subsistence living in soil that can be scorched or sodden, depending on the time of year. But because of her small business, Sherry earns the money she needs to pay for her children's education. I now have the opportunity to pay for my children's school fees and for school uniforms. I can help solve problems in the household, like buying food or fuel or medicine if someone is sick. Sherry owns no land and has few belongings. Illiterate and with no collateral, she couldn't just walk into a bank and fill out a loan application, even if she only needed a few dollars to kickstart her business. So Sherry and nine other women in her village formed a lending circle and received a small collateral-free loan from a local community development group. That first loan was worth about $100 and was divided into 10 micro-loans, one for each woman to start a very small business. Sherry used her share to buy a first batch of raw rice. It's a group loan, but we each have our own business. We select women who we know can make a business work. There's been no problem paying back the loans. Every woman has paid back, with interest. Many microcredit programs target women, who are often the poorest of the poor in their communities. Help the women, the thinking goes, and you help the children. Educate the children, and you help the entire village. But because of the focus on women, do microcredit programs just add to an already heavy burden? Sherry and the other women in Senegro say they do, although you won't hear them complaining. It's worth it because of the money and the satisfaction that we get out of it. It's our own business, even though it takes up time. The women involved in lending circles in northern Ghana have gained respect in the household and the village because they are bringing in money through their businesses. The microloan method appears to strengthen dignity and independence in a way charity cannot. And that's been difficult for some men to accept. When I ask one husband if the new business ventures are good for his family, he admits that they do help feed the kids and pay for school but he complains that the husband should have more say in how the profit is spent. 
The women don't agree. Many people would argue that microcredit is not a panacea to poverty. There are many causes of hardship in the third world, and there may be better solutions other than giving out business loans. But the women in northern Ghana say they can't wait. Microcredit is growing in popularity because it offers support today, not tomorrow. And when tomorrow does come and the loans are repaid, microcredit supporters say that many more people will get credit, where credit is due. I'm Sean Kelly in Tamale, Ghana.